It's officially September, so we're talking Black Friday, Cyber Monday again. This week, we're joined by Ian Leslie, Senior Director of Retail Advocacy at Bolt. We're breaking down our predictions for Black Friday, Cyber Monday this year as the landscape continues to evolve. Let's dig in. Welcome to Commerce Tea, a podcast to help you succeed on Shopify. I'm Rian. And I'm Kelly. Grab a mug and join us as we talk about all things commerce. Mesa is the easiest way to integrate any top e-commerce app or service with your online store. Designed exclusively for Shopify and Shopify Plus, Mesa's automated workflows can get back your time spent on repetitive tasks while growing your business at the same time. Join other merchants that have embraced the simplicity of Mesa's no-code approach to building workflows. You can create new ways to improve customer engagement, encourage repeat purchases without lifting a finger, reduce manual data entry, and more through a simple point-and-click interface. And with BFCM planning around the corner, now is the time to ask the question, is my online store prepared? Optimizing every step in the shopping experience is the only way to create a lifelong customer. Get Mesa and capitalize on one of the biggest commerce events of the year. Search for Mesa in the Shopify app store and download the app today. Every aspect of your website is a variable that could be impacting your business's revenue. We all want to grow our business and we make changes with the hopes of seeing our business grow. Maybe you add a new graphic here, new social proof on your product page there, maybe change your pricing. But do you know if this new thing is helping or hurting you? Today, testing is a requirement in understanding what is and isn't working for your business. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to test. In fact, I set up my first test in less than 10 minutes on a client store using neat A-B testing. After the test was live, we saw a confidence level on each of our tests to know which is actually best for the business. How? They showed us the additional revenue per view for each variant. Give our friends at Neat A-B Testing a try today and start testing for your business. Head over to try.neatab.com slash commerce dash T to start your 14-day free trial. Again, that's try.neatab.com slash commerce dash T. Hello, Ian. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So I know who you are, but for our audience, who are you and what do you do? So my name is Ian Leslie. I am a senior director of retail advocacy, as you said, for Bolt. Uh, Bolt is a one-click checkout solution across e-commerce and just recently joined them. I think I'm at like my two-month mark now. Uh, But prior to that, I was on the merchant side with Industry West, which was a furniture company uh, based out of Florida, but um, primarily e-commerce with a a showroom in Soho. Uh, And yeah, so that's... And then what did I do with them? Oh, I was CMO. Yeah. (laughs) I just told you where I was, but I didn't tell you what I did. What did I do? I did stuff. Uh, I was in the C-suite. Like what? Yeah, I was CMO. Whatever. I was CMO. So um, that was... For SMB, you know, we just talked about this actually a couple of days ago. Me and someone like, so what does CMO do for SMB? Is like really everything, right? So I was mm-hmm. overall kind of paid earned own channels. And then was also like for a while there, de facto e-com director. And then um, kind of ran uh, events, ran um, our, our studio or our showroom space in New York, kind of went through me. And uh, yeah. And then prior to that, I was kind of 
my background's journalism, got out of journalism, got into uh, lead gen demand gen in higher ed, which took me through to um, retail marketing. And now I'm on the SaaS fintech side. What an adventure. I was going to ask you how you got into into retail in particular and all, you know, Obviously, everyone's careers evolve and nobody yeah. like goes to school being like, oh, I'm going to work in e-commerce. I mean, maybe yeah. now. But... Maybe now. Maybe now. Because they're <laughs> like, this now, is a yeah, great idea. Yeah. When we were younger, yeah, I think, no. I think like, I mean, I think, you know, you guys are in the Twitterverse. Like me, like I think a lot of what you hear is like a lot of us jack of all. I say jack of all, but I mean, you guys are like uber developers also. So you're way more jack of all than I am. I can make a line break though, you know, like I can really yeah. make a difference in your like, uh, HTML. You mean like a, like, like a positive line break or like you're going to break the line of code? Yes. I could do both. Yes. <laughs> oh, word. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah. But anyway, I think a common, a common thread for a lot of us is, is writing as a background. And for me, I was a journalist out of college. Um, I don't know why, but I was like really intrigued with journalism in college. And I, that was my first job out of school was a journalist. Um, and um, I think just kind of um, being inquisitive, thinking conceptually were a lot of um, lessons that I was taught uh, in, in those roles. And then I was just kind of took it from there and got into social media marketing at a time when it was just kind of wild, wild west and everyone was learning and and I did like jack of all marketing uh, for an economic development group and then kind of took that to higher ed and kept just kind of learning and growing as I went. That's awesome. I have to tell you, one of my cousins got a degree in astrophysics and now is a journalist. And <laughs> I feel like they may have overpaid for that. He's very smart. He's very smart. But I remember I didn't know that he had a background in astrophysics. I was like, what? Excuse me. I mean, I think it's like you have these like amazing. I mean, I guess maybe not. Right. Like if you're going to write about that vertical, like you've got to be pretty darn smart about the vertical. And I mean, like I look at like the technical writers here at Bolt. I'm like, dang, you know, like they're pretty. They could be amazing devs. Like so. Yeah. You got to have that background. Technical writing is a skill in and of itself. Word. I don't have it. I'm a great developer. I don't do technical writing. I can do non-technical writing all day. Like my newsletter is amazing. I love my newsletter. I write it. But um, yeah, I don't write. I don't do technical writing at all. Yeah, I like technical writing because I... Okay, so I remember when uh, my co-founder at Ventov and I first started working and he would like write doc, some documentation or some stuff, you know, and I'd be like, and I also did some work for some pretty, uh, some other like unicorny type brands. And I would be like, what exactly? Because it would be like a sentence that doesn't really make sense in English, right? And you'd be like, okay, what are you trying to tell me here? And then these devs would be like, I'm saying this. I'm like, cool. <laughs> like From now on, I just want bullet points. I do not want sentences. <laughs> and I want you to just explain explain what the thing does because that because otherwise it was like things I would call myself a developer translator basically oh, and I did that you. for like you know while we were bootstrapping Ventov in the very beginning we, I consulted on the side to help us bootstrap and that was like one of my gigs was technical writing and it's kind of fun no not for you okay no no okay <laughs> I, understand. I understand I'm so glad you like it I'm so <laughs> glad I like it too okay so Black Friday Cyber Monday is quickly approaching once again, like it does every single year. We're like, 
whispering to our, I'm whispering to my clients in June, be like, hey, you talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday yet? July, BFCM. And then nothing, nothing, nothing come like October. They're like, hey, so did you know that Black Friday, Cyber Monday is next month? I'm like, yes. Did you know? <laughs> I've been telling you for three months now. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, last year was obviously a huge wild card because of the pandemic. And it turns out that nothing's changed <laughs> this year. Not at all. Except we, I feel like we can be a little bit better prepared for what's to come using last year as an example of the shit show that can be created for <laughs> things like logistics. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think that's, I think you're right. I think we can be prepared. I think um, it's interesting to, it'll be interesting to see like when Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales start. There's something I'm trying to look into and track a little bit is uh, for a couple of reasons is one on the logistics um, side, the supply chain side, and like what product is going to be available for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I mean, it's, um, we're still really in, in just the, droves of um, container shipping issues, um, backlogs at the ports, uh, heightened container costs. Um, I've heard some really... like horror stories about the container stories. I mean, they're, they're 100% true. I mean, without getting into too much detail, I mean, we saw them when I was on the furniture side and the merchant side. And I mean, there's, if you look on Twitter, I mean, there's plenty of people out there, whether it's Chris at um, CrossNet or any other kind of vendors out there that are just pretty transparent about just how they're getting raked over the coals on on the container costs. So, I mean, you're having to deal with one, what product you're going to have, and then two, when are you going to actually be able to ship the product? And three, how long is it going to take to ship the product if you're actually going to get it there for the holidays? Um, and I think, and then we're approaching that in, I, I mean, I, I think this fall is going to be as, we'll fall into winter in terms of COVID, it's looking like it's going to be as bad as last year. Yeah. Um, and so, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Um, I'm such an optimist. <laughs> no, you I tell? know you're. No, the thing is, is I know you're right. <laughs> I know you're right. It's just that saying it out loud. Everybody, I was able to receive my third shot because I'm immunocompromised, as we've talked about on the show before. And so I'm very excited that I got my third shot. My body's been busy, has been busy, busy hard, is, has been busy making antibodies. Uh, to protect against this incoming and current surge. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, yeah, I'm glad you got that. I know my parents are debating it. Um, yeah, it's, it's tricky, but I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it's tricky. I mean, it's just all, it's all, the world is tricky right now. Um, I think, how do you, um, yeah, I mean, how do you do decide when are you going to turn it on? When are you going to turn um, sales on without looking desperate? When are you going to turn sales on mm -hmm. without? You know, I, I don't know. And then there's a the whole question of, well, supply is so um, diminished and demand is going to be so high that do you even need to run sales to the extent that you have, have been in the past. The sense um, of urgency in there yeah, is already is like, just naturally created, unfortunately. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I don't know. And, and then you throw in all the additional... <laughs> like how prospecting has been made more difficult thanks to mm -hmm. iOS updates and, um, and uh, email open kind of conversations. And it's just, um, well, I guess that's not prospecting, but still uh, just security and privacy and cookie apocalypse is on its way, though not for this Black Friday. Um, 
the ocean's on fire, the cookies are on fire. Everything's like, <laughs> so like, many apocalypses. There's so many apocalypses. But yeah, I mean, I think um, at the end of the day, I mean, it's critical to to be prepared. And I mean, I think those preparations can be small, right? Like they can be micro. Um, like, I don't know, like spend your prospecting at dollars in September because it's going to be cheaper than spending them in November. Um Build up your do little things to clean up your email list. Clean up do little things to clean up your your flows, your email flows. Um, yeah, like grade out the health of your email lists. Uh, just things like that. I mean, I think there are small things you can do, and obviously you're not going to, you know. And then there's obviously like the the table stake stuff, right? Like make sure you're upsizing your your servers and all that, and your hosting. But we leave that to the devs. You know? <laughs> That's what <laughs> I'm Kelly, for. Kelly thinks of that. Yeah, I think uh, a few areas that I think should be of biggest focus this year for BFCM that we've been talking about, um, strategizing, of course, on the marketing side, building relationships with your customers, obviously, since we're talking zero-party data now. Um, and I'm going to include a link to the show notes in Octane AI's most recent. Uh, they do an annual report, and they just released it, and it's really great. And my face is in it, so it's worth reading. Will for- you define zero-party data real quick for our listeners? So we're familiar with the term third-party data, which basically means data that's owned by somebody that's not you. Um, Think of like Facebook owning data or Google owning your data. You're technically like renting that data from them. They own it. You do not. The idea of zero-party data is that it stays within your your house. Uh, Like you're collecting this information on your customers, let's say like through a quiz and getting to know them and including extra attributes about them, like in Clavio customer properties, for example. And you can use that for segmentation and for personalization and for getting them the, you know, the marketing messages and the products that they're actually going to be most interested in without relying on these third-party tools such as Facebook and Google since uh, tracking is being blocked in, in iOS and cookies are being blocked in Facebook and all that's it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Etc. Um, I also wanted to mention that it's a really great opportunity this year to look into uh, digital delivery of goods, um, such as gift cards. Because if you're going to run into shipping issues for products, you can always offer gift cards as an option to give as a gift this year. Yeah, that's a great idea. And that's something I'm sure most shops need to start working on. Oh, yes. Now. Not a a week out. And they're like, hey, I think we should add gift cards to the website. (laughs) Might be a good idea. I was actually reading up on it yesterday or a few days ago. (laughs) There's also a lot of money in gift cards as well for merchants. Americans have, this is a from Bankrate, Americans have $15 billion in unused gift cards. Well, that was like the whole, I mean, there was a lot, maybe it was about a year ago now, that how much sat like at any given time on Starbucks apps. On yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was basically zero interest loan. Exactly. Millions upon millions upon hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And it's interesting. They saw the percentage of gift cards used uh in increase in 2020 because suddenly people were at home and like, oh yeah, I have these gift cards. I should probably yeah. use them online. Yeah. We yeah. have so many gift cards from my daughter's bot mitts for from two years ago. I'm very glad they don't. <laughs> I'm glad that they don't expire during COVID or during a few months ago. Uh, we we were <laughs> we were cleaning out out some drawers and I, there's like a stack of gift cards and she's like, "What are these?" I'm like, "Well, they're yours." And she's like, "Well, I don't even know what this place is." I'm like, 
<laughs> so we, we still have a stack of gift cards is the moral of the yeah. story. Still unspent. So, uh, and we're power users at the Starbucks app. Third year. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I think I do think to your point, though, I mean, the zero party data and sort of one of the reasons I moved into this role uh, with Bolt is just like, I think just how important that's going to be in the future in terms of, um, you know, one click checkout solutions where you're you're no more no more anonymous users, no more anonymous uh, checkouts. And you're able to really identify who your users are and um, and with a lot of single sign on options across different websites, you're, you know, able to understand like who, what the persona is and, and be able to target them a bit better, you know, both in terms of your ads, but, but also, you know, on site. Uh, so that's, that's critical. And again, I don't know how much of this can be undertaken (laughs) in the next 75 some odd days, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think the whole zero party data piece is, is critical. So I'm curious, what is your spiciest take? For Black Friday, is that Monday this year? Oh, jeez. It's my spiciest take for Black Friday. I'll rate it in peppers. <laughs> what's like, what's the most, like type of pepper or number of peppers? Number, number of peppers. Because I don't know what the spiciest peppers would be. So that would get Yeah, no idea. No, I have no okay, idea. So I've... number of peppers. So like out of five, like five is spicy? Yeah. There are no real rules here. Don't there worry. Are, that, no those rules. are our rules now. <laughs> Thorina, can we measure in matzo balls? Um, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be not that different. Like, I think it's going to be more, okay. right? Like, I think it's going to grow, but it's not going to be anything where it's like, like, we're going to see exponential growth again on Black Friday starting for Monday. And it's not going to be like crazy game changing. And it's not going to be in terms of um, some, I don't think anything's going to happen that we don't expect. Like, I think it's going to be, people are going to freaking shop. And they're going to shop a lot. And then we're going to get a lot of narrative of like e-commerce is important. E-commerce is important. I think we're also going to get a lot of like stories of like all this digital stuff that like is a lot of sausage being made aspects that isn't really, um, um, you know, uh, common knowledge yet. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think NFTs are like really cool. And I get it. And I think it's like a trend for sure. But I think like we're sort of beat over the head with how like this Black Friday, Cyber Monday, like NFTs are going to be like, you know, it's going to be like the new Cabbage Patch doll. And it's not, it's not, it's just not like, so people just don't understand NFTs. So it's never going to be the Cabbage Patch. Could you imagine buying your kid? Ian, you've got kids. I've got a kid. I've got a 15 year old. Could you imagine being like, hey, babe, I bought you this NFT. And my daughter would be like, what? Why? Yeah. I don't want this thing. Like, like. yeah, <laughs> and, and I get it. Like, I've actually gotten a little bit more involved in like um, fractional buying fractional shares of collectibles, like trading cards and stuff, on like Rally or, or collectible app. Uh, so I think I get it, but like, I do think like we we become hostage to, and I say we, I mean like the Twitter marketing space becomes a little bit hostage to our own narrative. And so like, I think at the end of the day is like, there's going to be a lot of people in middle America who just want deals and they're going <laughs> to like, right. They're going to like, and, and, and they're not going to understand, like they're not going, unless the messaging is excellent pre black Friday, cyber Monday. Like if products don't make it there for the morning of the 25th, like there's people, they're not going to understand the why behind it. They're um, not going to care. Or will they? Yeah, exactly. They're not going to care. 
So maybe here's the hot take is that like maybe this Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the customer service teams are going to be more important than they've ever been. Mm, um, I agree. And particularly in terms of order tracking and, and, and maybe like, and maybe that like also like how websites are able to adapt to um, self-serve order tracking um, and, and, and post post, I mean, more important than ever is post purchase uh, experience. That was a really long-winded way to get to a take. Hey, I love you know it. I, we work towards it. I give it like a 2.5 spice uh, pepper rating because I agree. I agree. I, you know, the, <laughs> the NFT part, I would give more like a, a, a four spice, but a four spice. Four spice. <laughs> I agree though regarding order tracking, which is why I have an app about that. <laughs> you could have ranked it based on Spice Girls. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> The this NFT one's like a baby like spice. Baby spice. <laughs> but the customer service was like posh spice. It's definitely scary spice. I, yes. love, I love this. I'm all about taking out sports analogies and inputting pop culture analogies <laughs> yeah. into business, into the business dot like our business dialogue. Because I'm yeah. Those I'm particular all- ones that date me. <laughs> yes. No, but the 90s are in. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back to the we're 90s. We're back. Yeah, we're we're fine with the 90s again. It's okay. Everyone knows who the Spice Girls are, I think. Right? Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I think so. I hope. Yeah, David Beckham. We're all in our 30s. We're like, <laughs> right? Is it true? <laughs> Posh, Posh Beckham. Posh um, Beckham. Yes. Yeah. My must, yeah, like, so my son, like, my boys are big, I mean, this is totally tangent, but, like, my, we're big soccer players and fans in my house, and, of course, like, my kids know who Beckham is, but, like, no idea who his wife is. That's so heartbreaking. I know, I know, we're like, no, this is critical yeah. information, everybody. Critical. <laughs> yeah. Come around, kids, sit down and listen to this story. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> a grandma. Once upon a time, there were some spices. Tales of yore. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> Hey, Rian, what can I do to help my support team be more efficient? I recommend Gorgeous. Gorgeous combines all your communications channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform and gives you an organized view of all help requests. This saves your support team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It sounds great. What else can it do? With Gorgeous, you can pre-write and save responses to your most frequently asked questions. You even have access to the customer's order information, so you can personalize the responses with things like an order or tracking number. This will allow your support team to focus on complex questions. Brands like Olipop, Deathwish Coffee, and Steve Madden have reduced their response times and increased efficiencies. This sounds like a great way to also increase sales and brand loyalty. Where can I learn more? Check out Gorgeous by visiting commercetea.com forward slash gorgeous and try Gorgeous for free for two months. Again, that's commercetea.com forward slash G-O-R-G-I-A-S. So I am really interested in seeing how retail stores adapt to Black Friday Cyber Monday this year for a number of reasons. It's going to vary regionally. I think we're going to definitely see Um, We saw a huge uptick in online sales last year for obvious reasons. I think that we're going to see in-store retail pick up again this year. We won't see such a drastic shift to online. The the 10 years and 10 
20 years and 10 weeks, whatever the hell it was. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 10 years and two weeks. Um, That's not going to happen again this year. I don't, I I think because people are, yes, the Delta variant is a thing and, but, but the stores are open Mm -hmm. and that's the big difference. So I'm definitely interested in seeing how they handle things like. Like doorbuster deals. Oh, I was thinking doorbusters, you know, the, that, like the Kohl's doorbuster. Are we going to see that again? I would assume so. I think so. That's a great question. And I mean, I think it's balancing. I don't know. I recently put on Twitter is that like you see a lot of conversation about like how malls are just so not viable anymore and, and not needed. And we have all this mall space and it makes sense, especially with COVID and, and the rise in e-commerce. But then you remember that we're Americans <laughs> and that we just don't do anything traditionally. And we're just like, throw caution to the wind and are like, screw it. I want my malls and I want my doorbusters, even though like, I mean, it's crazy. And so, I mean, I, I, I think you're right. Like, I, I think you're right. Like, I, I think, um, I think we're going to see more retail than we did um, last Black Friday. But I mean, is it going to be from what we saw five years ago? Like, unlikely. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think, and I also think it depends upon um, the metro, like, you know, what the, what the geo is. I mean, in New York City, I mean, you have lines, like if you go to stadium goods in New York City, like there's lines out the door before COVID. Um, so, I mean, I think if there's, that's an okay expectation that like 20 people per, you know, are allowed in the store at a time. And that's that other places that's won't be accepted. Um, Can I just say, I I loved that shopping experience of not shoving everyone possible into a store and keeping it to a limited number of people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how it was when I was in Chicago around Memorial Day this year. And I did not mind standing outside instead of being huddled in a store waiting yeah, for sure, service. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. I mean, that's how, I mean, we stood Glossier was when they had their Soho location, um, was just two blocks down the road from our, our location at in Soho. And yeah, I mean, I was shocked to like how willing people were to stand in line, but they were, and it was a super cool experience in there. I mean, so, I mean, I think, uh, but there has to, I do think there has to be value add for that experience, right? And for willing to wait. So I think maybe there's a little bit more, um, people are being a little bit more deliberate in how they're treating their retail experiences. Uh, and that's forced, this is forced that. Like if, yes, um, people are throwing a little bit more caution in the wind with COVID this year than they were last year, but um, not so much so that you, that you, you don't have to provide value add in the brick and mortar experience to get them off of e-commerce. I think e-commerce is still going to be, unless, you know, then they get to December 20th and their gifts aren't arriving and they have to go to a store to get something. Yeah. Or they just like forget. Or yeah, they forgot. I was just thinking about, you know, making the experience important if you're going to be standing in line and what's going to incentivize people to wait to get in. And it's all about, you know, building that hype and building the brand uh, not not awareness. Like you're you're building this relationship with a brand you may have never shopped at before, but you want to be a part of it. It's sure. a FOMO thing as well. Um, and it made me think about back in I think it was early 2020 in I think Scotland, people were in line for hours through a drive-through to get KFC because they really wanted this KFC. Apparently, it was maybe like the first KFC there that had opened in the area. If it's it's they just want to be a part of it. 
it's KFC. It's yeah, it doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me. I think, um, and it helps the merchants too. I mean, I think like, you know, when, when I was at Industry West, during COVID, we reopened the showroom and we did by appoint, appointment only. And people were, I mean, took us up on that, you know, and I think understanding one, it just, they, someone who's wanted to make an appointment, let you know why they're coming in, um, just makes them so much more valuable of a prospect. Um, and um, just obviously a much more engaged buyer. And then it helps you as a customer or as the merchant, you know, on the data side to understand what people are looking for, or what, you know, they may be interested in purchasing. Um, so, I mean, I think there's, there's interesting ways to, uh, create some sort of FOMO, also gain data on what your, your customers are looking for, create good experiences. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting, but yeah, but then, but then, you know, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it's up to the corporations to be responsible or not. Like, I think if Walmart wants to say $10 vacuums at 12.01 AM, people will show up. Oh, people will show up. It's just a matter of, right? It's just like... What does that? It's up to it's up to Walmart to decide if it wants to do that or not. Yeah, and we'll definitely see plenty of plenty of retailers just doing the traditional BFC on right. this year, just because right. that's who they are. Yeah, yeah. That is yes, absolutely. So I have a question for you. This is a hard pivot slash soft pivot. I don't know. It's a pivot. <laughs> it's a pivot. <laughs> what should store owners be and merchants be doing right now? to optimize their store for BFCM? Yeah, I mean, that's a, a great question. Um, I mean, I think I've kind of went through some of this in a Twitter thread earlier in the year, or I guess when we were at like 180, 35 days away in July. But um, I mean, I think um, a few things that I've spoke to are obviously just make a plan, right? Like it's September, this is airing in September, like make a plan like now ish <laughs> or yesterday ish. So I mean, I think, and then once you are at this, um, I touched on this a little bit, but I think email lists and the, and, and the health of your email list is critical. So start looking into that now. Uh, that's obviously not on site. Um, Val with Clavio and one, one piece of advice she gave me was uh, run engagement campaigns to inactives, but define your inactives by clicks instead of opens. So just like how you're looking at um, your email list and your healthier list, start looking into that. Um, this is what I find really interesting that I talked about and kind of goes back into the checkout space. Um, conversational commerce as it kind of ties into social commerce. So um, people are, make sure your DMs, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook uh, or TikTok or wherever everyone's DMing, like make that a transactional area if you can, like make it the same as if someone was on chat on your site. So one thing, um, like for Bolt customers, for instance, you can uh, create a back office link on your website and send them that link over chat and they can check out right there in the chat via, you know, a secure modal. Um so you can use those in social media, use those in DMs. So people want to like DMs across social media shouldn't just be um, a place to answer questions in customer service, but should actually be a sales channel. So what can you do to optimize your site or optimize your payment processing to allow for that? I think is critical, and I think it's something that like more is becoming more and more important. Um, if you have time, I mean, I would consider affiliate. Like, what can you get going on affiliate? An affiliate program. If you want to look at like something like a reversion or something like that, get that up and running. 
Um, I think affiliates critical, especially as you, again, this is kind of late in the game, but as you get into gift guides and that sort of thing, if you have affiliate program, it's going to become that much more palatable to get your products out there to the publishers. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, and then of course, like just the checkout experience in general, like if you have been tracking where people are, are dropping, like see what you can do to tweak that. Like maybe it's a button color. Maybe it's, is, um, I don't know, shipping is or the shipping cost hidden is that I, I don't know what it may be, but there are small tweaks. Just look at your heat mapping, look at your recordings, see if you have them, see where people are dropping off and see what you can do to make small tweaks in the checkout process. Like, can you maybe if you if your um, average items per cart is pretty low, like consider adding a checkout button directly on the product page and not making them go to the cart level. Um, so, yeah, small things are 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 all doable and possible before you get into a code freeze, um, which like around, I don't know, Halloween-ish probably, November 1. Yeah, come November, I usually say no more. Uh, we're only fixing bugs at this point. No new features. Hands yeah. off. Hands off. So yeah, I think that's pretty, uh, I think that's what I got. <laughs> that's a good list. No, that's, that's a really good list. All right, we're going to do our fun question that we always ask um, towards the end of each episode where we each choose a store that we've either shopped on recently, came across, just thought was cool, and is worth shouting out. Doesn't really matter. There are no rules. So um, what is your store shout out? Um, I have three. Ooh, <laughs> I love it. So what I've Two I've shopped, one I haven't yet, but I'm I'm like kind of browsing. Uh, so Ma- I love what Mac Weldon's doing on the clothing side. Um, I think their their store is really tight. I think um, the shopping experience and the customer service is amazing. Um, I love their loyalty uh, bit, um, and also just how uh, they use um, their mini cart to kind of keep letting you know that if I just add one more pair of socks. Um, <laughs> Get free shipping or an additional 5% off my order or something. But I think Mac Weldon's doing some really cool stuff. I recently came across uh, Ridge Wallet and I I love, uh, I just love their product in general. I think um, they've just kind of uh, really taken the wallet and, and just put a cool spin on it and made it modular in terms of just pieces you can add on and take off and created some, um, you know, LTV there for themselves, for a company that you really, if that really only, well, they sell more than wallets, but you wouldn't expect people who buy a wallet to come back and kind of add pieces to the wallet, which is kind of unique to them. And then um, Hyper Ice, I think is just doing some really cool things. Uh, I think their site's great. I think they're just doing really some really cool stuff. Um, in ter- for those who know, Hyper Ice is, uh, it's like um, just recovery recovery tools for training for running. So they have some like uh, stuff for your knees. They have like the massage guns and all that. And um, they've just done some really cool stuff on the marketing stuff, some really just kind of guerrilla type marketing um, where like they have a partnership with MLB and each um, club has like a hyper ice machine in the dugout. And so like they're doing, so like ESPN's talking to a player uh, during the like in between innings on the live broadcast, and the players actually like using the machine, the, the wow. massage gun while I was talking to ESPN, and like it's, it was just so smart and it's so good. And we're just like I said, we have a lot of soccer players. My daughter's a dancer, and my wife and I, you know, try to stay pretty fit. We just have a lot of aches and pains, so um, 
<laughs> well, uh, no, we're just old. I'm 42, so, uh, <laughs> but, um, so anyway, Hyper Ice is something, you know, talking about Black Fighter Friday, Cyber Monday, Hyper Ice is probably someone I'll be looking to shop this season. Awesome. Those are all really great ones. We'll link those in the show notes. Uh, Rian, what's your uh, store shout out? Mine is Days United, which is daysunited.com. And they are culture boxes that help families celebrate their traditions. So we talked about matzo balls, talked about bat mitzvahs. And so one of these things, they, they have these Jewish culture boxes that my family subscribes to. There's eight. There's, okay, there's, a we have a lot of holidays. I don't. I didn't know another way to lead into that. There's a lot of Jewish holidays, and what's really cool is every year there's a new box with a new kind of tradition or new thought in it. And even though it's really targeted at younger kids, we still really like it in our house. There's like things to color, and there's things to talk about, and there's things to make. And I just, I just thought it was a really cool way to kind of have tactile experiences. But I, I also really love that there's other cultures that are celebrated in these boxes and there's that been thousands of these boxes sent out so that's that's mine i think it's pretty cool what was that one again it's called daysunited.com daysunited.com i'm gonna have to send that one to my mom yeah it's oh it's really it's really fun we do all of them we get all eight there there, there's the small pack which is the the main jewish holidays the four of them but we get the eight pack so we get like some of the smaller holidays as well but then we've you know, my daughter's been like, oh, I didn't know about this. And I'm like, same. <laughs> I am so glad you learned this today. Yes, I'm glad we learned <laughs> along together. So Kelly, what about yours? So whenever I have any kind of like skincare questions, I always go to Rian and she always has some direct to consumer brand to recommend to me. Um, <laughs> and this time it's Drunk Elephants. First off, I don't know if you've visited their website before. It's just drunkelephant.com. It is beautiful. Gorgeous. It's fun. It's so interactive. The colors just pop. They're just, I just love it. I can play on this site for a long time watching the little uh, animations that they have and stuff like that. It's just a, a very unique kind of vibe they have going for the site. But what really impressed me was their unboxing experience. They had a super colorful box that matches the website. And they, they, I forget what the box actually said. It's downstairs. But inside the packaging, the same pattern that they had on the box on the interior, they had on a separate sheet that you can color in yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was just so much fun. The whole thing, they just got, they have the whole experience from homepage to delivery, just like so seamless. It also arrived really fast. So that always makes me happy. Sweet. So highly recommend visiting at least drunkelephant.com to play with. Uh, it's really, it's been, it's really great. They also have it IRL at Sephora, but it started as a D2C company and then was acquired by Shishido. Why do I know all of this? I just do. And I always do. That was a lot of words I didn't quite get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Sephora. a lot of skincare. I, you know, I started my, my retail career at Aveda in real life. So in real life, in real life, in the olden days. So Ian, last question for you. Where can we find you on the internet? On the interwebs. I'm all over the interwebs. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, mostly I'm I'm on the Twitters. uh, So IR Leslie, I-R-L-E-S-L-I-E on Twitter. And then posting a lot of um, 
more and more content recently to our ThinkShop blog over on bolt.com. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Amazing. Ian, thank you so much for joining us today. I know we had a, a lot of back and forth to get to this point, but we finally made it to the end of the recording. <laughs> we did. We did it. We did it. So thanks so much for tuning in. And thanks again to our sponsors for supporting this episode. We have a YouTube channel. You can visit it at youtube.com slash commerce tea. If you like our podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews make us very happy. And actually, uh, Spotify is now adding podcast reviews as well. I hope that's public oh. knowledge. Otherwise, I just gave away some private knowledge. And if so, pretend I never said that. Uh, you can subscribe to Commerce Tea <laughs> on your favorite podcasting service. We post new episodes every Wednesday. So grab your mug and join us then. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Clocked In is a time clock for Shopify. With Clocked In, your team members can easily clock in and out of their shifts from anywhere. You can manage your team's hours as they work remotely with an intuitive interface that can be used from desktop, tablet, or mobile. Check it out at clockedin.io or in the Shopify app store.